This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. As you listen to us so many different ways, maybe you're listening to a read broadcast of our show today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the Podcast Nation. Maybe you're listening to Red Nation Rising. However you are listening to us today, maybe it's live on AM 579, 10, 1380, or 860. However you're listening to us in Tampa or online at There's just so many different ways you can hear us, but I want to thank you for tuning in. Before we get to our show today, we've got a goodbye to say today. Ace Andrews, who's been... For two years, as long as we've been at Salem, he's been our main engineer of the I Work For Him show. The Lord has taken him and shifting his ministry from radio ministry to pastoral ministry. Ace Andrews, it has been such a privilege serving alongside of you. And I know as we have prayed together many times these last several years, last couple of years, that this is what God's been preparing your heart for. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I was uh, talking to some other coworkers yesterday. Um, about a year ago is when I answered the call and uh, I had told them there was a little bit, I think it was natural, a little bit of a, of a doubt creeping in my mind as far as thinking, well, did I do something wrong over the last five years as far as did I not, did I take the wrong step? Did I go into radio when I should have gone into ministry earlier? And I started realizing, you know, that's, that's not true because uh, the lessons that I learned here for five years mm-hmm. um, are going to be invaluable to me later on down the road. And you've learned to think on your feet. Yes. And I'm so excited because you've heard most of, if not all of our shows, Mm -hmm. and God has allowed you to be this next generation of pastor Mm -hmm. that understands that faith is connected to our workplace and you can share that with those that you are sharing Mm -hmm. the the scriptures with and and teaching. And and you are now prepared to equip the saints. Mm -hmm. So we want to pray with you today before we got into the show, because you've been a blessing to us and you're going to be a blessing to thousands. And hopefully we're praying for a hundredfold increase on millions of people. Uh, We've heard you preach. We're going to get to hear you preach the first time as a paid pastor next Wednesday night. (laughs) But we want to pray for you here on the air today. Absolutely, Father, I just thank you for Ace Andrews. I thank you for the ministry that he has been part of here and I work for him for the last almost two years. Lord, we thank you for the laying on his heart to go to shift his ministry perspective from radio to pastoral ministry. Lord, make him to be a great shepherd. Equip him to equip the saints so that they go off into their workplace and are prepared to be a light for Christ. Thank you for his heart and his passion for ministry and for the messiness of pastoral shepherding ministry. God, use his voice, use his enthusiasm for the gospel and to reach many for Christ and to disciple many for Christ. Thank you for his life, for the impact that he's made on us and for his friendship. And we just ask that you would bless him in so many ways that you would use him. And as he looks back 70 years from now on this last day on the radio, Lord, that it would be a day where he said he would really felt sent out. And so we just ask all this and we lift up Ace Andrews to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ace Andrews, thanks for being part of I Work For Him. Absolutely. And I'll say one more thing. I may have been a radio producer. I may be going into pastoral ministry, but ultimately, 
I work for him. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. I love that. Hey, you know what? Healthcare in America is under attack. For years, even decades, politicians have said they get a healthcare for everyone. For years, they've said that the solution, that they got a solution and that they'd fix healthcare. So here we are eight years into Obamacare and we elected a president and a legislative branch to eliminate it and bring us another option that would affordably bring affordability back into the realm of possibilities. And here we are. That's right, crickets. Healthcare is so unaffordable that most of us have huge premiums and huge deductibles, and we've stopped going to the doctor because we don't have the money to pay the stupid deductible. Martha and I have chosen to go with the Christian healthcare sharing plan because that was affordable. And today we're going to talk with an expert in the healthcare industry, Tony Dale, Christ follower, CEO of Sidera Health, a Christian healthcare sharing plan for employers, and an expert on today's healthcare situation. You know, we need to understand healthcare. So we can be good stewards of the wealth and the health that's been given to us. Tony Dale, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be back with you, Jim. And I appreciate you giving me a few minutes to send Ace off, and uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that time today. Uh, he's been a huge uh, blessing to our ministry, and I just am grateful. Thank you very much. Oh, it's a pleasure. Tony, why do you think the Lord brought you into the healthcare business? Uh, well, uh, you're, you're probing deep into, you know, what, why does God do something? Why does he create us the way we are with the gifts that he's given us? Uh, you know, from a natural perspective, uh, my dad was a missionary doctor. Uh, his dad before him was a missionary doctor. Uh, I don't remember ever wanting to be anything except a doctor myself. You know, I didn't plan on being a jet pilot or, uh, you know, a famous politician or something. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, follow in the family footsteps. Uh, but it was uh, fascinating watching it that uh, uh, within a year of getting to medical school, uh, the Lord was challenging me that I had never asked him whether that's what he wanted me to do. Uh, and if I'd ever even thought about it, you know, I had this sort of thing, well, Lord, you know, I, I, I'm going to be a doctor. That's not negotiable. But, you know, if you need to send me as a missionary to Africa or something, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, but now the Lord was getting right to the heart, you know, because medicine effectively had been a God for me. Uh, and the fascinating thing is that the Scripture teaches us that if we trust the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. Uh, that doesn't just mean that He will bless us with what we wanted. It also means He will put what we want into our hearts. Uh, and I, I think he was sorting out the difference between those two at that time in my life. And uh, I had to learn what it meant to give up, literally. Uh, I actually uh, quit medical school, and I, I went off to Bible school for two years. Uh, but God, in his grace, used that as a way of getting uh, the, the, the sort of uh, God side of medicine out of me. Uh, and instead, it was understanding he could then use me for whatever he wanted. And lo and behold... That turned out to be go back to medicine and all the things I've found myself moving into since then. So do you think God's been able to use your expertise and passion for healthcare? Do you, do you think God's been able to use that experience uh, in your life right now? Uh, ab absolutely. Uh, you know, God doesn't waste anything. No, he doesn't. Uh, I think it's in uh, Romans 11, maybe verse 19, where it says the gift and the call of God are irrevocable. Uh, and when God builds gifts into us, uh, and when he gives us experiences through life, you know, the good and the bad, uh, all of that is building character and experience into us in such a way that he can then accomplish what he wants. 
Uh, and so uh, I, I feel incredibly privileged to have been uh, blessed to work as a doctor, blessed to work with doctors all over the world, uh, blessed to immigrate over here, find myself inadvertently getting involved in the healthcare system uh, over here, and now really working to change the, the way that healthcare is paid for over here. So uh, I, I just feel unbelievably blessed uh, to have been allowed to be a part of that journey with the Lord. You know, you keep bringing up over here, and which means that there was an over there. We like to say across the <laughs> pond is where you're from. So what? how did the Lord move you from London to Austin, Texas? Because that's about as weird and radical a change as it could be. <laughs> okay, well, um, uh, this may not fit in with either your theology or mine, but basically God hoodwinked me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, no. I've seen God do that to me, too. Ba- I call it backdooring. He backdoored the deal on well, me. That, that would be a, a great description. You know, it was one of those areas where the Lord just spoke unbelievably clearly to my wife and I. Uh, at that stage, this was back in 1987, uh, I was uh, leading a Christian uh, professional health care organization in the UK, uh, UK, Christians in the Caring Professions. Uh, God was blessing in a wonderful way, and we believed, we thought, uh, that the Lord was saying to us, go over to America so that you could start the work of Christians in the Caring Professions there. Uh, well, he got us to America uh, but then it felt like he completely abandoned us. Uh, and the next nine years were actually very, very difficult. Uh, and that might be a journey of its own. Uh, but uh, I guess I'm nothing but stubborn. Uh, and we knew God had led us here. Uh, and so whatever went on and whatever didn't go on, we couldn't shake the fact that we had come here and God had purpose right. in that and that we had to hold on until he was ready to show us the next step. And that's just waiting and trusting, waiting and trusting, waiting and trusting. All right, health care. Now, understand, it's not a political conversation. The health care system in the United States of America impacts everybody from every political party. And honestly, this is my opinion, but I can't think, I, I have never run into anybody that would object to this except for those people getting free health care. The health care system is a mess. Since Obamacare went into practice in 2010, my health care premiums doubled in price and my deductibles doubled. So I got twice as much cost and half as much coverage. And it, it got to the point where it was just stupid. We could afford, we could, we could afford. How do you really the, feel, Jim? It's just stupid. We just leave our health care <laughs> alone yet. Yahoo's in Washington. (laughs) So I I just know that we all need to deal with this. And this is something that, uh, unfortunately, the current ruling party in America had seven years to come up with a solution, you Yahoo's up there. And you did sat on your hands and did nothing about it. And then you got the opportunity and it was a swing and a miss. So there's my political comments for today. I'm unimpressed with everybody that's in Washington, D.C. screwing around with our health care. Leave it alone. Let it go back the way it was before. Maybe there's a better solution. Oh, yeah. That's why we have Tony Dale on the phone with us today. Tony Dale from Sidera Health has got a better solution for employers. He's part of a Christian healthcare sharing network that works with employers, and he's an expert in this. And he does, he's not opinionated and politicized like I am. I'm not politicized. I just don't want to talk about it because it's irritating because it costs <laughs> me too much money. We couldn't Tony, tell you didn't Tony, want to talk about it. Tony, rescue me, please, rescue me. <laughs> tell me, was this their whole plan to mess up healthcare so bad on a nationwide basis that we'd all just throw our hands up in the air and say, "It's fine, socialized medicine, just give it to me." 
Uh, well, <laughs> that, that's a very loaded question. And, uh, Not meant to be loaded. Uh, I just want the truth. Since I might be as opinionated as you, but I usually keep those opinions to myself. I have to be careful how I answer this. Um, you know, is that what they wanted? Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what some people wanted. Uh, I'm sure some people were looking at the long term uh, and understanding that uh, really uh, what the Affordable Care Act brought us was, was not going to bring either affordable medicine uh, or uh, decent answers. It was going to be part of a roadmap to something else. Uh, now, of course, nobody uh, uh, before the election had anticipated that what would happen uh, was that the Republicans would unexpectedly uh, find themselves winning. Uh, and so into that context, uh, here, as you said, they had seven years to plan for this. Uh, and uh, so far, they found it a- almost impossible to do anything uh, by way of what they uh, said they were going to do. Uh, and I think that actually... Uh, underlines part of the difficulty of this question Uh, because there's a basic assumption, it seems to me, in Washington that the only answer is somehow tweaking a system that we currently have. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, they've been tweaking that system one way or another with Washington feeling that it knows better than than either the uh, consumer or the market uh, and uh, the end result is what we find ourselves living with. A living uh, and instead, mess. It's a, just a it, mess. It is a mess. Uh, and I think we need to start saying to ourselves, who, who was it who said that the only possible answer for this is insurance? Maybe there are some different answers. Well, and I know that that's what we're going to talk about with you today. It just Here's the question. Do we, as Christ followers, have a moral obligation to provide health care to everyone as needed, or is, is healthcare a commodity, something that should be subject to the same marketplace influences or as other commodities? I mean, is this something that everybody needs, has to have? Okay, well, uh, that's a number of questions rolled into <laughs> one, and I, I want us to help drill down okay. into the core philosophic question. Please do. Uh, you know, your last statement there was, is that something that everybody needs to have? Well, everybody needs to have food and water. Uh, but it doesn't mean that somebody else has to provide it to them. Uh, we also have, you know, uh, obligations uh, in terms of our own responsibilities towards our needs. Uh, and, and so I think that the, the big, if you like, political divide uh, is healthcare a right, uh, something that we are, are born with a birthright, like the Constitution guarantees us the right to life, to liberty, and to the pursuit of happiness, uh, or, or is birthright uh, the wrong way of looking at this? And rather, we should be saying, uh, is healthcare a responsibility? Okay, now, actually, I think it falls somewhere between those two. Uh, I personally think that we are responsible. Nobody can sort out the healthcare issues here in America unless the ordinary consumer is themselves willing to take responsibility for themselves. But when we live in a country where something like 60 or 70 percent of health care cost is deliberately attributable to lifestyle diseases, if we don't touch the lifestyle, we're not going to do much about touching the cost. Right. Uh, and so we have to take personal responsibility. But that's not the whole story. Part of the story is that uh, there are things that happen 
uh, that are bad things. We live in a fallen world. There are mm-hmm. things that aren't our own fault. There are things that just happen. Uh, and into that context, we do have to find a way, uh, as the wealthiest nation on earth, of how we're going to take care of people who have something uh, that is beyond their own capacity to have planned for uh, and that does need financial help. Well, and that's the beauty of where the church comes into this whole conversation, because that was what the church, you read this the in Acts, that's the church came together and met the needs of those people that had it. And healthcare was one of those needs. We just didn't call it healthcare back then. They just took care of whatever people's needs were that they had at the time. And and that's what, to me, there's got to be a better solution. Healthcare hasn't been around forever. Do you know when organized insurance healthcare actually started in existence? Well, uh, I, I think probably the key point in time for, the, for this conversation in terms of what's going on in America uh, is that it uh, inadvertently rolled over into the realm of uh, the responsibility of the employer pro- post-World War II. Mm, okay. uh, and at that time, there were price and wage controls. Uh, and so in the battle to get a good staff, uh, people weren't allowed to pay people more, uh, but they realized that there was a loophole here. They could give them better benefits, uh, and it had been set up in such a way that one of the benefits they could provide would be health insurance. Mm. Uh, and so companies began offering health insurance, and before you knew it, instead of taking responsibility for yourself and planning your health insurance, which, you know, uh, one should have something to take care of your health costs, and it should be thought through and planned, uh, preferably, you know, by the individuals themselves, uh, all of a sudden that became the employer's responsibility, uh, and people were glad to hand off that responsibility right. to someone else. And, and in that shifting, it hugely impacted pricing. Because if, if I, I'm sure if you looked back at it, anytime you shove something, you no longer take responsibility for it. There's the opportunity for abuse because now people aren't paying for it. And so the it, it just, I am sure that healthcare costs are not directly related to inflation costs since World War II. That I am sure that they are astronomically higher because of insurance and lawyers, because they've driven it up. But enough of that. You head a company. You founded a company called Sidera Health, which is an alternative to this healthcare plan. And I wanted people to start learning about Christian healthcare sharing programs that are out there. Yours is specifically for employers of groups of people, not for individuals. But I wanted people to start to understand this because I believe this is the wave of possibility for Christ followers in America that we need another solution and that standardized healthcare is going to become unaffordable, but sharing is really a great option. Just give a really brief, uh, just lowdown on what does Sidera Health do? Okay, well, over the last 30 years, uh, there's grown up all around the country a movement of uh, Christians uh, saying we can literally take God's Word at face value, uh, and we can model what they modeled in the book of Acts, and we can find a way where what it says in Acts 4, that there was no need among them, because whenever any had needs, they shared. And out of that has grown the Christian healthcare uh, sharing ministries uh, that reached out to provide this approach to the individual. But the Affordable Care Act, when it came through, even though it exempted these ministries helping the individuals, uh, it, it sort of 
cast this whole uh, movement into a small exempted framework over on the side of the picture. Uh, and as I looked at that, I said, we have to find a way to take this uh, wonderful biblical concept and bring it into the mainstream. And the mainstream in America, where healthcare is paid for, is through the employer. And so Sidira was created to do that and to find a legal uh, and effective way to bring the principles of Christian healthcare sharing to the corporate marketplace. And that's exactly what we've done. And it's revolutionary. I mean, just the whole idea behind it's revolutionary because it starts to put some of the responsibility back in people on, on people instead of just on employer, and it, and it starts to put some logic back into the system, a system that desperately needs logic and fairness built back into it and sharing. Everybody needs to participate in their healthcare because if they're paying for some of their healthcare, they'll understand that they need to take better care of themselves. They can't just drink a gallon of Mountain Dew every day and five candy bars and then expect the doctor just to say, and smoke a pack of cigarettes or two and expect the doctor to go, well, what do you expect? I mean, you're not taking care of yourself. I mean, that's part of what's happening. If you look at health in the United States of America in the last 70 years, we got fat. We we just we did absolutely. We, we got fat because we were we didn't care. We just go to the doctor when we have an issue. All right, listen. I know you've got you've got somebody joining us on the air today that's on your staff that is also using Sidera Health, and I wanted to bring Jamie into the conversation. But why don't you go ahead and introduce Jamie for us? Okay. Well, what what I'd like to do is introduce Jamie, and if it fits your timing, if you could then take a break, I will call him in from next door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Introduce him, and then we're going to take a break in about ninety seconds. So go ahead. Okay. Well, Jamie Lagarde uh, has been working with me right from the inception of this idea. Uh, I said, Lord, uh, as I realized the the scope and scale of this idea and what was necessary to to bring this to the corporate marketplace, uh, I need someone really uh, experienced in business and with a heart for you uh, and who's willing to do the hard work to make this happen. Uh, And so the first person I brought on board was the person I knew uh, I would in turn uh, be handing the company over to as the CEO. Uh, And that's what we've just recently done since the beginning of April. Uh, and so Jamie Lagarde, who you'll be talking with, uh, we, we've actually break. got him on the we've got him on the other line. We're we're good. Jamie, can you hear us? I can hear you just fine. Jamie, good thanks to be for with you guys. Thanks for being an eye work for him. We only got forty five seconds left, but Jamie, I, I, when we come back, we really want to hear the story. The story behind. First of all, is Tony really as awesome as he sounds? I mean, is his faith really as solid as <laughs> he, he sounds? You know, he is. I'd love to tease him for a moment here, but it's really he's, he's just an amazing person to work with, and and. Uh, and is, it was the first reason I came on board with Sidera to be part of his vision uh, was, was because of him. So very excited to be part in working with him. So, Jamie, you could have been a high-powered executive anywhere you wanted to go. This is the way Tony says it. But you decided to come alongside Tony to help change the world of healthcare. Why? Well, I have to admit, when Tony and I uh, were introduced from a board member I'd worked with at, an, at another company, and Tony and I um, sat down and he shared for me his vision of healthcare in America, um, I, I sort of walked away from that conversation saying that, um, you know, this is a guy who's trying to boil the ocean, right? Take on a huge problem <laughs> that's, that is a, it's just a little too big for any one or small group to try to tackle. And uh, then I had to remind myself in, in getting to know Tony and, and understanding where faith is in his life and, and um, that, well, nothing's too big 
uh, for God to, to get involved and, and make a major impact mm-hmm. on. And, and, and that was, um, so shortly after a few conversations over a period of about a month or so, I woke up one day and, and over breakfast told my wife, I said, you know, honey, I, I, I think I need to stop what I'm doing. And though I was, it was starting to gain some real momentum with a, with a company that I had launched and said, I just love what Tony's doing more than what I'm doing right now. And, and I feel called to, to be a part of it and feel like we can make an impact in, in bringing this proven concept of healthcare sharing uh, that has worked so well for 20 years that really people are now starting to hear about and take it to the corporate world and to make it. And, we, and for me, I felt like the most Christian thing to do was to make it available for everyone. Uh, and and so, I, I agree, I agree. And we're talking about Sidera Health. You can check them out online at Sidera, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. Of course, Martha and I will have links on our webpage and on our Facebook page, Sidera, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. And, and now, as you look at Sidera and how it's impacted you, Jamie, and, and of course, we're just kind of getting an intro into this whole idea, but we all sure. want we all want a solution for healthcare in America. And and what I want to know is if I can get you guys a meeting with the president, are you guys willing to sit down with him and tell him you've got it figured out? He doesn't have to wait for the uh, the people in Congress and Paul Ryan, who doesn't really want a solution anyway, those people to get it. Do you guys already have it figured out? If I can get you that meeting, are you guys willing to go? We're happy to have conversations about healthcare sharing, and it's not just us. There's others out there who have been waving this flag of, you know, who said that uh, health insurance was the only way to take care of your healthcare bills? And I think that the whole entire healthcare sharing community, and now Sidera working with groups specifically and open to all, um, it, it has proven that and continues to prove that every day. And, and what I think what we're trying to provide are options for employees and their families. And so, you know, there's really good options that just happen to not be insurance and that are that our members, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, our members, when they, the retention rate of groups that have come on board with us, there have been a few groups who have left our community, but it's because either they unfortunately went out of business or they have been bought out by a much larger organization who couldn't take on Sidera at that time. What I'm saying is 95% of the groups that have joined have stayed, and the reason is, and they've joined and they've renewed and they've renewed again, and that's because, there, yes, there is a change, and there is a different, there's a completely different paradigm with healthcare sharing, so there's a bit of a learning curve in the beginning. That's right. But when the light goes on and you have that aha moment, then it's like, wait a second, this makes a lot of sense, and so our groups stay. It, well, th- so let's explain the practical side of this, Jamie, because people are going, okay, I don't understand this. I know how my healthcare works or doesn't work today. I, I know what it used to be like. I'd pay the $25 copay, go to the doctor, everything be fine. Now I go and pay the entire doctor bill, and after I reach my deductible of $58,000, then I can actually <laughs> get something paid. Slight sarcasm there, maybe $5,800, then I get something paid. How does it work with Sidera? You're on their corporate healthcare plan for you and your family. How does Sidera help your family differently than a standard healthcare plan? Well, it's, it's a great question, and, and I can give you a couple of examples as an illustration. So we were on a health insurance plan with a $2,500 um, uh, um, deductible, excuse me, with $35 copays. And one in my middle son, I have three boys, six, four, and one. Um, they keep his, my wife and I very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. um, but but uh, our middle son had just persistent ear infections that wouldn't go away. And we were living in the pediatrician's office, different antibiotics and in-office injections. Ultimately, they sent us to a specialist who put tubes in his ears. 
All in all, that cost us on insurance about $2,600, okay, um, out of pocket, having nothing to do with our monthly premiums, okay. With Sidera, with Sidera, all of that would have been looked at as one need or incident. We would have paid $500. Hey, i got to ask you to repeat that a little bit. There might have been a little wind noise in there as we were talking, and so it, got, oh. it kind of glossed oh. over you for a second. Oh, sorry. My, my, I apologize. But uh, So with, with insurance, we would have paid $2,600 we paid $2, mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, to put tubes in the ears. With Sidera, we would have paid $500, and the rest would have been fully shared with the community. When you walk in the door with Sidera, you're walking in the door as a self-pay patient. Okay, and that may sound strange, but it's incredibly powerful. Our members have a health savings account card, a debit card. And so it's not an insurance card, but it's a debit card with Visa and MasterCard on it. And doctors, trust me, they like Visa and MasterCard. They're <laughs> yeah, getting it paid. pays right away. They get paid right away. Right. And so my, so in the example of just talking about those the, the ears, my son, the tubes fell out the new plan year, right? And about nine months later, we had to repeat that entire process all over again. Another, since it was a new plan year on insurance, another $2,600 out of pocket. With Sidera, it would have cost us nothing additional, zero additional dollars, because it would have been considered the same need or incident. Now, so that addresses that addresses a pretty significant issue, Tony. As you look at the healthcare in America, one of the reasons why a self-pay patient is actually today more loved than a healthcare patient. Why don't you explain that? Because doctors. When, when when you go into a doctor's office, you say, listen, I'm a self-pay patient. I expect to get a cash discount. Let's let's talk about this. They're interested. Why? Okay, well, that's actually an easy question to answer when you just look at the difference between uh, a family doctor's practice, which operates on insurance, which is most family doctors. Uh, in such an office, for every one doctor, you have four other ancillary employees, the people who greet you at the desk, who handle all the insurance paperwork, etc. In a doctor's office that does not accept insurance, and these are are the the most rapidly growing uh, type of uh, family doctor's office where they don't accept insurance are known as direct primary care offices uh, or membership type uh, offices. Uh, In that system, for every doctor, there's only one ancillary worker. Wow. So what are the other three doing? Well, they're taking care of all the, you know, paperwork that gets between the doctor and the patient. It's just much cheaper in business terms and much more effective in the doctor-patient relationship uh, to, to work in this direct fashion. I mean, that, that's a staggering, staggering, staggering result there. So, Jamie, when you go into a doctor today and say, listen, I'm a, I'm a cash pay patient, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a single, I'm, a, I'm a, I don't know what you, the word you used, you didn't use cash pay, you said, how did you describe yourself when you went into doctor? Self-pay. Self-pay. I'm a self-pay patient. Okay. So we had a situation where we went to the emergency room as a Sidera member, as with my son, and he's fine, but he was he was very very uncomfortable one day, and and they started treating him, and the administrator came over to me and said, "Can I have your insurance card, please?" And I turned to her and said, "Actually, I'm a self-pay patient. Here's my HSA debit card. You can take up to five hundred dollars from that and bill me for the rest." She responded and said, well, actually, I just need to collect $200 from you today, and I'll send you the bill for the remaining balance. And I said, perfect. So she took $200. I signed the credit card slip. About two weeks later, I got the bill. I sent that on to Sidera, and they took care of it. Now, was there any negotiating on that bill? Because a lot of times when people, when the doctor's office knows they're going to get paid quicker, 
and they actually will reduce their price because if they're waiting to get paid from an insurance company or from the government, they're often waiting six months plus to get paid. When If, if they know they're going to get paid right away from a reputable organization, is there negotiating on the bill? So that's a, you bring up a great question, and and absolutely the the larger the bill, the most likely it's more likely it's going to be negotiated behind the scenes. And so what we're doing is Sidera, and it's part of part of how we're helping and supporting the self pay patient is we're getting their bills, contacting the doctor's office on their behalf, the the hospital, the emergency room, and and making sure they're getting a fair price, and that the member and the community is getting a fair price. Once that fair price has been determined, and one of the ways we're able to negotiate that is say, look, once we agree on a price, you're going to get this money close to immediately. And so that, and so that, that's they, doc, whether you're a doctor's office or a hospital, emergency room, any type of provider, that is very helpful. Yeah, they, they like love, fast payment terms. And they love so, to hear that. Martha. So I want yeah. to speak to that because that is huge to hear. And I would like you to kind of repeat it because in this in the situation when you're in the emergency room, the last thing that a parent wants to be dealing with is negotiating prices. So you're saying that conversation does not need to happen at that time. You at Sedera are going to take it from there. We're, we're handling that. We're handling that for them. Wow. Um, in pregnancies, so, you know, we get a lot of pregnancies with Sidera. Those pregnancies are prepaid sometimes in months four, five, or six before mm-hmm. the, the the expectant mom is walking into the hospital. Their bills are prepaid, and so um, in the case of the emergency room, you're handing over your debit card, and they're billing you for the rest. You're taking a picture of that bill and sending it on to us. So now, what's the final part I'd mention is that we are sending the check. To to you as the as our member we never pay providers okay. you are the self pay patient so you can then turn around and pay you will then pay the providers um, you know from based on the community funds that were given to you but based on what was negotiated by Sedera so i just have to tell exactly. you I have goosebumps, and I am guessing that a lot of our listeners do too. I'm serious. I actually do when you said that because that takes the a lot of the stress of making this decision off of the, the consumer. And I know it's the employer that we're talking about here, and I hope you're really going to stress that and address well, that's that. I was getting ready to do it right now. I mean, so, so Jamie and Tony, one of you speak to this. Who is the perfect employer to sign up with Sidera because literally there are employers across America that are going, please give me a different solution. Mm-hmm. I have, I am so sick and tired of the choices that I have. And in fact, today I have less choices than I've ever had in my entire life. What do I do? How, well, who's the best client for you guys? Well, I, I can speak to that. Um, I would say that. Well, you're the, giving the, Tony the, a lot of breaks today. He's, he's just sitting there enjoying <laughs> the radio. Okay. You know, apps we are, but okay. I'm sure he'll chime in on this as well. Um, I would say that the, the most of our clients, but it's changing over time. The, 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 our, the size of the groups is trending; it's becoming larger. But the first groups that we worked with were especially in that small to small to, to medium size of for, for, as small as three employees, whether full time or part time, up to up to fifty or so. And so that was where we initially started. And as time has gone on, we've we've you know, and we've enrolled in more groups and um, and and have more people that have become part of the community. The the group sizes that have come to us and and that we're we're getting introduced to are, are trending larger. So my, my my I would say the statement is we can work with very small groups down to down to three, up to quite large organizations. Why are we talking about healthcare? Because it impacts you, every one of you listening. Is being impacted by healthcare. And if you're working for an employer, 
Sidera Health may be able to help you. You need to tell them, tell your HR person. Well, first, let's just describe. Tony or Jamie, whichever one of you want to answer this question, does the company that signs up with Sidera Health, find them online at sidera.com, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. Do they have to be a Christian-run company to work with you guys? No, not at all. We, uh, we welcome uh, people from any background, and that's really part of the distinctive of Sidera, uh, is that uh, the Lord's shown us how we can take the methodology of Christian healthcare sharing, uh, but make it available in the marketplace. Uh, now, the vast majority of companies that have joined us so far uh, do uh, tend to have Christian leadership, uh, but as they find themselves now renewing into their second and their third years, uh, they're talking to their friends and fellow CEOs, and we're finding that uh, there's a growing diversity in our membership. And so that's why we want people that are listening today to share this with their HR department, share this with their business owner, let the people in the community know Sidera is out there, and this is a, a great alternative to standardized healthcare and much more practical, easier to use. It just revolutionizing. And if any of you listening have any connections that you can get me directly to a member of Congress who cares about changing healthcare, please connect me. Jim and I work for him.com. I want to get these guys connected. All right. So, Jamie, just a question about faith. You guys, you and Tony, you went to go work with Tony Deal because you saw in him something that you hadn't seen in other people, a, a CEO who truly understood how to connect his faith and his work. How does the faith that you guys display and live in every day, the faith in Jesus, how is that impacting how you run Sidera? Well, it's a great question, and, and it's something that, that Tony, um, and with, in his leadership, that we've put down with the company and our core values. And so the core values of the company are Christ-centered, and that's the first one, consumer-focused, and, uh, I'm sorry, community-focused and consumer-driven. So Christ-centered, community-focused, consumer-driven. And so from there, and it all flows from those, from those three values. And so even though we're open to all and we're not, um, we're not questioning someone about their beliefs to become part of the community, what we're really practicing day in, day out as a healthcare sharing community is it's biblical principles at work. And, and, you know, when somebody really understands what's going on and they dig in and do unto others and where do those concepts come from, then it becomes very, very clear. And we'll, we, of course, are happy to talk with them about it, but, but that's what we're doing. We're just making it available to everyone. Well, and how proactive are you at dealing with issues like health? So do you, do you help your members... Uh, become more healthy. I mean, there's a couple of healthcare uh, places out there that are available here in Florida that will actually help you become more healthy. They reward you with, you know, points that can be used towards, you know, gift cards or whatever for people who have really worked on becoming healthy. I is that something you guys do work with people to become healthier? Well, we do offer some programs today that are partnerships with, with, um, with you know, to, to help in that area. Uh, we do uh, you know, want our members to live a healthy lifestyle, and they're they're choosing to live that way, and they're seeing the benefits for that. For example, if you drive a car and and you're a safe driver, do you think you deserve a discount? Well, you know, most people would say yes to that, and and uh, the same is true with healthcare. So, you know, for example, our you know. 
people who use tobacco products, sure, you can join the healthcare sharing community, but you're going to pay a little bit more for that to be part of our community. Right. But yes, we do. It is an important element. Um, I think as Sidera continues to to evolve over time like any company does, I think you'll see more elements of wellness and more elements of, of trying to support people in their goals of trying to live a healthy lifestyle because that fits very well with, 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 um, with our healthcare sharing community. Tony Dale, when, this is the last question for you as we come to the end of the show. Tony, you had a vision the Lord laid on your heart for Christian healthcare sharing for employers. How, what is Sidera doing today that you never anticipated that it would be able to do? Well, that's a, a great question, and um, I, I think the main thing that I hadn't anticipated is uh, how quickly uh, the word can begin to spread. Mm. Uh, and we, we are getting exciting testimonies from the companies that we work with. Uh, they are referring their friends. Uh, and, you know, what, what began as a trickle has turned into a stream, is in the process of turning into a river and then a veritable flood. Mm. Uh, so we just count it a privilege to, to be a part of that process. Tony Dale, Jamie Lagarde with Sidera Health. Thank you so much for being on iWork for him today. Thanks for just coming up with a great solution. I'm going to work on that direct Washington connection for you. But thanks so much for being on iWork for him today, gentlemen. Thank it's you, a pleasure. Check him out online, sidera.com, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. Make sure your HR professional knows. Make sure your boss knows. Make sure the owner knows. However you're connected, make sure... I mean, this is going to change the world, Sidera.com. Martha, that was incredible, wasn't it? Yes, I'm very excited for our listeners to hear about it. All right, don't forget, Sidera.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.